0: So when you do start your reflecting on a page, mark out the verses that really strike you. There'll be some verses that will just strike you more than others because they're more relevant to you or they just uh, ring true for something. Mark them out, mark the translation, and then repeat them when you need, subhanallah. You know, I think as human beings, we need moments of reflection. So when you've just, especially I will say when you've had a really good time, then it's a time to reflect just to kind of earth us again, just to ground us again. Sometimes some people read verses of the Quran. Some people read or listen to certain nasheeds or say some poetry. It's just very, very profound. And believe in the Quran, has multiple verses like this that can help to ground us. So pick your verses that just help you, that just help you, whatever that verse is. And you'll make your selection as you go along, as you read, you'll make your own selection that are relevant to us. Bismillah ar-Rahman rahim Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wassalatu wassalamu ala Sayyidina Muhammad Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi Wa baraka wasallama tasleeman kathiran ila yawmiddin Amma ba'd So what we'll do is we'll continue with the, the etiquettes right? So we've done five etiquette We'll continue with the rest of the etiquettes of uh, reading the Qur'an one, to get the best out of our recitation now, all of the ones we've just covered, they're to do with, to do with uh, the state to be in and the most optimal state and the permissible states. Now what we're going to discuss is how to get the best out of our reading. One should seek protection in Allah before reciting. And most people do. We say, in a من al Why do we do that? We don't want shaitan to misrepresent anything. For us to be mis- understanding something we can still misunderstand but at least it's not from the shaytan then it's just to our in inadequate knowledge if we if we're trying to understand and we get it wrong so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in surah an-nahl when you recite the quran seek allah's protection from the outcast satan and we do that by Billahi min shaytanir rajim you can do any of those a'udhu billahi alim min al rajim a'udhu billahi min any kind of uh, seeking refuge is fine reciting this dua though is is not necessary like if you start reading without that it'd be fine but it's just not the adab to do so we want to seek uh, protection from the shaytan before we do this okay number 7 when you recite we should recite with reflection and pondering now the author is an egyptian he's expect he's probably writing for arabs who understand what they're reading or they better understand what they're reading or they should um, what about the rest of us who don't understand what we're reading well we do the best that we can but this is what he says he says that you should recite with reflection and pondering i guarantee you even us there's words that we can ponder over if you're not reading with a translation, there'll be certain words that will allow us to ponder. But this is what I'm encouraging. MashaAllah, this Ramadan you're reading, right? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our Qur'an khatams that we do. But I'm going to suggest that at least once a day, do one page a day. Start off, start off with just one page a day of reflection. Meaning, in all of your reading that you're doing before, after Fajr, after, after your work, after Asr Maghrib, whenever you're reading, you take a translation and you do reflection of at least one page. You can get translations everywhere now, online, everywhere. Whichever translation you want, at least reflect on one page. Just read it with thought. Even if you don't understand Arabic, read the translation. You will see an improvement and an enhancement and an increase, multitude, inshaAllah, in and that's the only way you can learn about Allah through the Quran, because that's Allah speaking, he tells us so much about himself. So start reading with meaning, one page a day, start off with that and then you'll see that you can, you'll just want to increase, you'll want to read the whole Quran, and you'll be wondering like, why didn't I do this for the last 50 years, the last 30 years, last 20 years? When you to start doing that, right, you got a translation? Yeah, okay, so one should recite with reflection and pondering, With deliberation and devotion, the purpose of it, until the heart becomes soft, the soul becomes humbled, and one becomes overwhelmed with awe of Allah. That will happen when you read, when you start understanding Allah directly, all of this will happen. You can't stay arrogant if you start reading the Quran with this kind of focus. It's very powerful. Until one becomes overwhelmed with the awe, the reverential fear, power, control, majesty, authority, might, and the strength of Allah. will discover all of these things. This will eventually then reflect in one's limbs and character. If you want a good, good, good character, then read Quran that way. He says that deep reflection is the main objective and the most important goal of reciting the Quran. By it, the soul finds solace and the heart is illuminated. That's why Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala in Surah nisa verse 82 says, Afala al-Quran. Will they not then reflect on the Quran? You need any more proof, any more encouragement? Allah is saying, will they not reflect on the Quran? Not just the way it looks and it's published very well, this edition. And it looks beautiful and the pages are so nice. But the wording, subhanAllah. Another verse in Surah Sa'd 29. This is a blessed scripture, which we have sent down to you so that people may ponder on its verses. People may ponder on its verses, and those with understanding take heed. One of the great Egyptian scholars, his name was Ibrahim Al-Khawas. He said that the cure of the heart lies in five things. Reciting the Quran with deep reflection. Curing the heart, Right? if you want to cure the heart, I think this might work cardiologically as well to a certain degree. He's talking about spiritually, but from a cardiological perspective, let's see if this works, right? Number one, Reciting the Quran with deep reflection I would say that this is cardiologically as well Because the Quran is a shifa We've given you a shifa Okay, number one Number two The emptiness of the stomach That's definitely good for the heart Not starving yourself to death But emptiness of the stomach means not even eating too much Standing for the night prayer Uh, I don't know what the doctors would say about that but standing for the night prayer, definitely good for the spiritual heart though, right? Supplication before dawn, good for medically as well, because du'as, right? Supplication before dawn, this is suhoor time. And we've got a good opportunity in Ramadan now, right? Because you're waking up for suhoor. Don't let a day pass of Ramadan, if you haven't done it already, from tonight, that you don't do tahajjud. It's easy to do two rakats while you wake up to eat. Two rakats and do some, uh, some du'a. And if you can pull these next 20-something days with that, inshallah, Allah will open up the door for tahajjud for the rest of the year. I know it's difficult usually, but now in Ramadan it's easy because people wake up for suhoor anyway. May Allah make that easy for us. Now look at this. He says, it is also praiseworthy to repeat any single verse that one wishes to. So when you're reading and a verse just overwhelms you, and there's some verse uh, that just... Cap- captures you captivates you well go re- read it over and over again absolutely fine nothing wrong with that with the intention of reflecting on its meaning and pondering its significance once the prophet وسلم, continuously repeated a single verse in his prayer until the morning what was that in وَإِن لَهُمْ فَإِنَّكَ أَنْتَ الْعَزِيزُ الحكيم. For his ummah, subhanallah, for his ummah. Not for himself, this was for the ummah. And if you punish them, they are your servants, so you can punish them if you want to. But if you forgive them, you are the almighty, the wise. Meaning you could have punished them, you're not in a state of helplessness that you can't punish them so you're you're not punishing them. You can, you're the Almighty. So you can definitely punish them if you want to, but you choose not to. It's a subtle way of pleading with Allah not to. That's what the Prophet read the whole night. Allah send his abundant blessings on our Messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa it's reported from another Sahabi, Tamim Ad-Dari, anhu, that he continuously repeated the following verse until the morning. Do those who commit evil deeds think that we will deal with them? In the in the same way as those who believe and do righteous deeds, that they will be alike in their living and their dying. And their dying, how badly do they judge the people who do good deeds? They will be in a special state. May Allah make us of them. Amen. Saeed ibn Jubair another Tabi'i. He repeated the following verse in his prayer twenty or so times. What the Qou'iyahum turnj'oon fihi ilallah. <laughs> Surah Al-Baqarah, verse 281. Beware of a day when you will be returned to Allah. Every soul will be paid in full for what it has earned, and no one will be wronged. Twenty-something times he recited this. You can only do this. So when you do start your reflecting on a page, Mark out the verses that really strike you. There'll be some verses that will just strike you more than others because they're more relevant to you or they just uh, ring true for something. Mark them out. Mark the translation and then repeat them when you need. Subhanallah. You know, I think as human beings, we need moments of reflection. So when you just, especially I will say, when you've had a really good time, then it's a time to reflect just to kind of earth us again, just to ground us again. Sometimes some people read verses of the Qur'an. Some people read or listen to certain nasheeds or say some poetry. It's just very, very profound. And believe in the Qur'an, has multiple verses like this that can help to ground us. So pick your verses that just help you, that just help you, whatever that verse is. And you'll make your selection as you go along, as you read, you'll make your own selection that are relevant to us. So Hassan Basri, rahmatullahi alayh, he continuously repeated the following verse in prayer he must just I mean I can just imagine what it means if you try to count Allah's favors and blessings on you you would not be able to calculate them I can just imagine that he was there thinking this blessing that blessing that blessing this blessing and I've got this and I've got that and Allah's given me this and Allah's given me that and he just kept reading this that's exactly what Allah wants us to do with him these verses are relevant to us as well somebody asked him about this he said, what are you doing? he said, I see a lesson therein I see a lesson therein wherever my eye looks I see a blessing and the blessings of Allah that are not known are even more that I can't even think about right now we could spend the whole life thinking of the blessings (coughs) La ilaha illallah and it's been reported that many of our other pious predecessors they would continuously repeat a single verse Any verse, whatever that is, you can do that. It is also praiseworthy to cry while reciting the Quran. It is a characteristic of the knowers of the uh, and the emblem of the righteous servants of Allah. Uh, Why is it a sign for the knowers of Allah that they cry? Because they know Allah more than anybody else or they know Allah well or sufficiently. So when you know Allah, then When you know someone enough then you can really understand the secrets and subtleties of what they're saying when you know somebody well sometimes people talk in veiled languages they say certain things not in a full manner but if you've worked with people for a long time you know somebody very well when they say something in a particular tone or certain words you know what they're talking about you get to know allah like that then you can much more benefit from the verses of the quran and then after that you're just frightened that you get it wrong or you're just awestruck I don't want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to see me in a place that I shouldn't be. Or to be thinking in a way that I shouldn't be thinking. So it's just this consciousness, this taqwa that appears. May Allah give us, uh, may Allah give us the tawfiq for that. Imam Ghazali, he quotes Imam Ghazali, rahimah, he says, it is praiseworthy to cry when reciting the Quran. The way to do this is to bring the heart. How do you cry when reading the Quran? Well, you're going to have to... Um, uh, they, I mean, if you're the only time we see usually people cry is if there's a reader who has a tone, a melody, that is a crying melody. Because music has an, is a, one of the most powerful forces in the world. Music is one of the most powerful forces in the world. What I mean by music, I don't mean just instruments. Instruments are very powerful, but also singing, the voice, melody, according to a certain rhythm. Certain melodies can put you to sleep certain melodies can wake you up certain melodies can make you jump up and dance get you excited right? that's what music does and certain can make you sad make you feel grief make you feel sorrow it's in there, it's in the tone because humans resonate with that and react to that so we don't want it that it's only those readers who do that that make us cry because they're reading so wonderfully and we don't know what we're saying we need to move beyond that to so the actual wording And if that then is coupled with a reader who makes you cry, then subhanallah, then that crying will be amazing. Be much better than the usual crying that you get from just crying because of the voice. And don't think it's beyond you. Believe me, try this just one page a day of reflection. If it's too much. I mean, you have to get used to it, you know, and you have to kind of understand Allah ta'ala. You can do more, absolutely, but just at least do one page a day. Right? Take as long as you want. The way to cry when reading the Quran is to develop a state of melancholy by pondering the threats and admonitions that are in the Quran, as well as the promises and the guarantees. And we interact with that. Thereafter, one should ponder over one's own shortcomings. So you do this kind of reflection that Allah has given us so much, but we have been so bad and we've not done enough and then you just feel that guilt and guilt helps a person cry I've done that a lot of times if I want to cry you just feel guilty you just feel man Allah has given me so much I've not done enough what a despicable human being I am and you just break down Your arrogance goes down the drain that's really really helpful so if one is not overcome by a state of melancholy and crying as the elite are then one should cry for not being able to cry Allahu Akbar He says if you can't cry for the right reason Then you should cry that I can't cry so I should cry because of that What a bad person I am Because that's a greater calamity Okay we're just going to finish off um, One or two more points quickly uh, Whenever one recites a verse Mentioning promise and mercy One should pause, ponder on its meaning Find joy in what Allah has promised Take it as a glad tiding See, you're gonna get this interaction, which you don't get when you don't understand what you're reading, right? There's just this amazing interaction. So if it's a promise, you're just like, Yes, that's promise is for me. Inshallah, That promise is for me. And then you ask Allah for paradise. When one recites a verse mentioning punishment, one should seek Allah's protection from evil, seek his refuge from punishment, and seek should fear for themselves. When there's a verse of forgiveness, seeking forgiveness, one should seek forgiveness for one's sins. When there's a verse of repentance, one should turn back to Allah. If there's a verse talking about the flawlessness of Allah and His completeness and perfection, you should declare Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be perfect and free of faults. SubhanAllah. If one recites a verse of dua in the Quran, رَبَّنَا لَا تُزِقْ قُلُوبَنَا بَعْدَ رَحْمَةٍ إِنَّكَ أَنت One should stop and call on to Allah and ask Him for that dua. And if when they come across the verse in Surah Al-Ahzab, إِنَّ اللَّهَ وَمَلَائِكَتَهُ يُصَلُّونَ nabi, Ya يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ Sallu صَلُّوا wa Which basically means that Allah and His angels bless the Prophet, so you, believe, or you who believe bless him too and send him greetings of peace, or anywhere else where the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is mentioned, send salawat on the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And then of course when you have when you go past the verses of Sajdah do a sajda. Don't miss those. If you can't do it straight away, do it later. If you've read the whole Quran and for some reason you didn't do the from past years, do them. The only one that gets cancelled is if you read a verse of Sajda in the Quran, sorry, in the Salat, and then you forgot to do it then, you can't do that one afterwards. But if you read it any other time, you should. Why should we do Sajdah verses? And we'll, we'll stop here for today. The reason. We do sajda, you might be wondering, there's 14 places we do sajda and you we go by the marks, right? A lot of people like yes you do and yes you do. You know, when you see that verse, it's got something to do with sajda, right? So usually what it is is that it's saying, For Allah do they prostrate. So then we prostrate to show that we are doing this for Allah. Or it says something like, They don't prostrate. When they call for prostration, they don't prostrate, we prostrate. So we're literally, and this is obligatory. All the other responses to the Quran, like Alaihissallahu bi ahlakil hakimin bala, those are optional. This one is a necessary response. That when you read these verses, you have to prostrate. Otherwise, it's just like what kind of non great, ungrateful people you are that you know it's talking about prostration and you don't demonstrate that. Best time to prostration is straight away, unless it's a time when you can't. You need wudu for prostration. Right, So if you can't, then you do it later. But that do make up for them if you haven't done them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to prostrate. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us of the prostrating ones. MashaAllah, we've just had one. Alhamdulillah. Allahumma anta as-salam wa salam tabarak deyad al-jalali wal-ikram. Allahumma ya hayu ya qayyum, birahmatika nastaghith. Allahumma ya hanam ya mannan, la ilaha illa anta subhanaka inna kunna minal zalimin. Jazallahu anna muhammadam Mahu ahlu. Ya ma'adil al-judi wal-karam, ya akram al-akramin, wa ya khayrul al-mas'uleen, wa ya khayrul al-mu'teen. Ya adal jalali wal-ikram, ya Allah bless us, ya Allah we ask you for your generosity. Ya Allah, we ask you for your kindness and your mercy. This is a month of kindness. This is a month of mercy, a month of forgiveness, a month of blessing. Oh Allah, we ask you for all of these things to shower us with this, to envelope us, to drench us in your mercies, in your blessings. Oh Allah, we know we are sinful. We know we have many things that prevent your mercy from coming to us. But oh Allah, we know that your generosity knows no bounds. Your mercy and your forgiveness, forgive us. Oh Allah, forgive us. Yeah, Allah, forgive us. Yeah, Allah, forgive us. Oh Allah, purify us during this month. This month has started a few days have passed. Oh Allah, days are going fast already. Don't let this month pass and we have not received forgiveness. We have not been exonerated from the hellfire. Oh Allah, every night you are writing people to be free of hellfire. Make us of those, put us on that list. Oh Allah, we try, we try but we keep failing. We make an effort, we have a desire. That's why we're sitting here today. But oh Allah, we keep failing. Oh Allah, grant us the strength and fortitude to live this life with Iman and with strength and that we do the right thing and we we are protected from the wrong things and the distractions and the problems out there. O oh Allah, there are multiple problems, multiple issues. O oh Allah, grant us a hayatan tayyiba in a way that we can actually worship You properly. Elevate us through the Quran, bless us through the Quran, beautify us through the Quran, illuminate us from the Quran, make us closer to You through the Quran. O oh Allah, oh Allah, grant us, grant us the ability to, uh, to to respect the Quran, to recite the Quran with correctness, with understanding, with reflection, to interact with the Quran, to be blessed by the Quran. O oh Allah, to understand your words. O oh Allah, to understand what you're saying. To speak to you directly. To listen to you directly. O oh Allah, make us of those who will listen to you directly so that our hearts will become soft. And our hearts will be prepared to enter into your pure court. O oh Allah, do not throw us away on the Day of Judgment. Do not turn you away from us. Do not refuse to look at us. Do not turn your Prophet away from us. O oh Allah, bless us. Bless all those who are listening. All those who, all those who want to, uh, who desire you. and oh, Allah, make us the way you want us to be. And bless all of those who establish these masajid and these programs and who work for, uh, for the betterment of the Muslim community and accept us all for the service of your deen. Subhana rabbika rabbil amma yasifuna wa salaamuna al mursaleen. The point of a lecture is to encourage people to act, to get further, an inspiration, an encouragement, persuasion. The next step is to actually start learning seriously to read books to take on a subject of islam and to understand all the subjects of islam at least at their basic level so that we can become more aware of what our deen wants from us uh, and that's why we started uh, rayyan courses so that uh, you can actually take organized lectures uh, on demand whenever you have free time especially for example the islamic essentials uh, course that we have on there the islamic essentials certificate which you take 20 short modules and at the end of that insha'Allah you will have gotten the, the basics of uh, most of the most important topics in Islam and you'll feel a lot more confident. You don't have to leave lectures behind, you can continue to, leave, uh, you know, to listen to lectures but you need to have this more sustained study as well. Jazakallah khairan. rahmatullahi warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.